Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Steve King and Johnny Putman on WGN Radio and for Dave Flyer. I love that song. I do too. Well, that satisfies the listener who said, Well, come you haven't played any Rolling Stones. You know, they did a song the other night they've never done before. That's true. Yeah, we might have yeah. time to sneak that in too, so hang in there. They performed live yes. a song that they've never, never performed done. in concert before. Mm-hmm. So, well, but car stuff is uh, what we're all about right now. And uh, for many, many years, we have been uh, very proud to be. Uh, members of an organization called the Midwest Automotive Media Association. Mama. Mama, yeah. And it's a uh, a group of uh, automotive journalists who do uh, road testing of cars, and you can find some of our video road tests up on Consumer Guide Automotive's website. And joining us now is the man who is the publisher of Consumer Guide Automotive's website. And uh, he was just at... A very cool event. Uh, every spring and every fall, Mama has uh, what they call road rally events. It's a what it amounts to is the manufacturers bring out the new goodies. They really do. It's very impressive, and we we were not able to attend this year, so selfishly we want to find out what they saw. So Tom Appel joins us on the radio. How are you tonight, Tom? Good, thank you. Good, nice to talk to you. Uh, yeah. So this was, uh, what, uh, the end of May, like May 24th, uh, you guys were up at... Uh, Road America. Road and, uh, America, yeah. If you're going to do it, do it right, right? And that's a great track. It is a great track, yeah. And and we did affords us the opportunity to, to track some of these vehicles. But the roads around Road America are great, too. They're hilly, they're curvy. Yes. Uh, and it's a great place to take cars out on the street and evaluate them there. You're talking to two people who went out on the street one time and got ourselves lost. Yeah. And that's when I learned a lot of streets in Wisconsin have letters instead of names. Yep. (laughs) Have you encountered that? Like A and D and... The county roads are the confusing ones. Yes, uh, yes. I don't know how those work. And there are county roads everywhere. It's not not like Illinois. (laughs) So what is it that you got to see? What what did the manufacturers bring for the the Midwest Automotive Media Association folks to see? For this was a, a, a wonderfully normal feeling rally in the in the near aftermath of COVID, I guess. And mm-hmm. and what we had was seventy vehicles. Oh my god! Nearly ninety journalists. So we were all busy all the time. So there was all sorts of stuff to see. But the big news this year was how many electric vehicles we had. Mm-hmm. It, it, it happened sort of overnight, but now. 10% of the vehicles up there were electric. There was a lot to drive that plugs in. Hmm. And 10%, that, that's a significant change. Mm-hmm. Oh, it is. Yeah, we used to have one or two electric vehicles there, and it always felt like a token presence. And, and now these are mainstream vehicles being launched right now that people can buy. And, and they're, they're on the, the affordable side of the scale. Well, speaking of that, you told us something uh, during the week when we talked, and this is kind of a, a sort of a breaking news thing about an electric vehicle that is being reduced in price and is going to be much more affordable to a whole lot more people. You want to explain what that's all about? 
Yeah, the Chevrolet Bolt EV. That's Bolt, uh, Bolt B as in boy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, has been secretly the best-selling electric vehicle in the United States that wasn't a Tesla for a number of, number of years. They didn't sell a lot of them, but they were selling pretty well. And then Bolt got into trouble. Chevy got into a little trouble where they had some battery fires. I think the, the count was 18 total. Uh, so they recalled the vehicles and took them off the market just as things were getting interesting. Uh, and people were becoming more interested in electric vehicles, and as gas prices started to climb. Well, the vehicle is back. It's been mildly redesigned, much to the better, and it's got all new batteries. They're, the old batteries have all been replaced, and the new vehicles don't have any batteries that relate to the ones that were involved in the fires. But the interesting thing was they had, for the, for the introduction, they lowered the price, but they have further lowered the price. They announced that this week, and these vehicles are shockingly affordable. Uh, what do they start at? Twenty six thousand for the EV and twenty eight for what they call the EUV or electric utility vehicle. Now, what kind of a range are we talking with these? Uh, depends on the one. I think it's two hundred and forty seven for the EUV and two fifty five uh, for the little subcompact hatchback. Miles. Miles. Yes. <laughs> I want to establish that for people going. Huh? What? How could that be? Because I was just at the gas pump today, and I paid six six dollars and forty nine cents a gallon oh, for premium. Ouch. Yeah, yeah. And I was thinking, hmm, miles, two hundred plus miles. That looks pretty good. So, are, are there going to be enough of them? I mean, if there becomes a frenzy and people want one of these vehicles, are we going to be able to get them? This is what I think is happening. General Motors is entering the EV age in kind of a hurry. So they just introduced the Hummer, if people saw that. They brought back Mm -hmm. the Hummer name for a GMC product. But the big news is that this summer, the Cadillac Lyric is going to be introduced. That's a gorgeous vehicle. I'm sorry, Steve? That's a gorgeous vehicle. It is absolutely gorgeous. I agree with you completely. Uh, That's coming out. They've announced a price for that, about $63,000 to start. But that's a beautiful car. And and then they've got the Chevy Silverado EV coming later. And I think what Chevy and what General Motors want to do is whether or not they lose money on it, they want to start selling in volume so they can start to claim a position in the EV market. So those three vehicles are going to be launched slowly. But I think the Bolts, they want to sell in volume just to get stuff out there. And what is the timeline? for GM going all electric vehicle. That's interesting because General Motors division Buick wants to be all electric by 2030. Cadillac has made a similar announcement. General Motors is a bigger corporation, which includes Chevy and GMC. Um, that's going to be later, I think. And they're, they're talking like 2035, I think, for that. With There's a big couple of asterisks there. Their medium-duty trucks and their heavy-duty pickups probably aren't going to go electric anytime soon. Now, as we talk about the technology, we also need to talk about the availability of the technology because yeah. there have been supply chain problems for chips and- just about every manufacturer for chips but uh correct me if i'm wrong but some of the manufacturers are saying okay the heck with that we're going to build our own chips in this country and try and eliminate that problem well, what's the latest on that I'm not aware of any manufacturer that has successfully created a new supplier yet for microchips. I think that in the future, you know, you know, um, they're they're not going to make this mistake again to, to rely on too few suppliers. But right now, we're still, I think, in the throes of an extremely constrained market. And in fact, sales last month were down to an all-time low uh, since the Great Recession. There was about 12 million. It, it's run, cars are now selling at a 12 million uh, annual pace 
which is down from 18 million in a healthy year. Oh. And isn't that really for, for two reasons? One is we said the, the availability of some of the chips, but also some of the stuff that is stuck on offshore barges that can't get into the country. That is a problem, too, and that would be stuff that's imported. I think about half the vehicles that people buy here are imported, so some of them aren't affected, and I think that situation has improved somewhat. Uh, And it's interesting, too, that companies like Tesla never ran into the supply chain problem. They had secured a supplier for their microchips and didn't actually end up as dinged by this as anyone else. We're talking with Tom Appel and talking about cars. Tom joined us for many years uh, as we would talk about cars on our overnight show. Tom is the publisher of Consumer Guide Automotive, and we'll come back and talk more about cars on WGN. Steve King and Johnny Putman, and for Dave Plyer at WGN Radio, a bit of musical minutia. One of the things I always loved about that Beatles record is there's a part of the, the song where they do harmony that basically is a replication of the Cadillac horn sound. What? Yeah. That part where it goes, you can do something. If you listen to the harmony there. What? Who knows what the Cadillac horn sound is? Oh, oh, wait a minute. Uh, I, by the way, T- Tom Appel, publisher of Consumer oh, Guide, please. is with us. Tom, am I wrong? At, at one time, now it's not as distinctive now, but at one time... The Cadillac horn at a very distinctive sound. Am I right? I I feel bad because I don't know this. Thank you! Thank you! What? Oh, my God! And you call yourself an automotive expert? I did until very recently. <laughs> Pardon me, but the hell? <laughs> Seriously, what? Steve. Because I, I remember the night that I learned about Harleys and how a Harley has its own sound. Ben, can you dig up... A, it would be like a 1950 or 60 tri Cadillac DeVille horn sound. There, it, it must be out there. I'm sorry. Shoot. <laughs> Shoot. I mock you. That's weird. And, then and you it'll were be a like, long wait, walk wait, home wait. for you tonight, Maybe too. Maybe I'll find a Cadillac out there to take <laughs> me home. Um, and you relate that to what you hear in the Beatles song. It's, it's the harmony they use. because You don't I, think I they think, did that intentionally, do you? They smoked a little weed I and said, let's go for it. they did it intentionally. <laughs> okay. At one point, it was either... Oh, the, there were either four or eight different... Um, mm-hmm. uh, like Iterations uh, of it? Like horns... Or or, mm-hmm. or or things mm-hmm. that made a horn noise underneath the hood <laughs> of the Cadillac. It was a very distinctive sound. Oh, Tom, I'm so happy you're and here. And I want to say it was somewhere in the uh, 70s to 80s that they kind of changed that. I mm-hmm. guess it became too expensive for them oh. to, to keep doing yeah, like that. a vanity horn. You don't know about this, Tom? <laughs> no, and it feels like something I should know. And I will be shamed at the office on Monday. Oh, Boy, as you should be. Well, hey, this is something for you to write about. You can put this up on... Do your research and then... (sighs) Wink, wink. Do your research, Tom. There's so much research to be done. But I'm still in awe of the fact that you would listen to the Beatles song. if you listen to that one harmony... No, I don't hear that. I do not hear... (laughs) (laughs) Like I said, Tom, I'm so happy you're here and we're on the same side. (laughs) If it it matters, I do think that's a great song. 
<laughs> it doesn't matter now. It doesn't matter, John. <laughs> you yeah, lost your chance. Yeah. Okay, well, while Ben is looking, I will ask you, uh, when you were at the Mama Road Rally, whether it was battery-powered or whatever, were there any things that you just said, wow, that's cool, I want to drive that? Yeah, I finally got into the Ford F-150 Lightning, and I was oh. able to drive two versions of it. Unfortunately, they're more expensive than I think most people expected them to be as mm-hmm. equipped. But the F-150 Lightning is Ford's all-electric uh, pickup truck. They're the first to market with a full-size, all, full-size all-electric pickup, and it is so impressive. Uh, my initial drives were just, I haven't been this blown away by a vehicle in a very long time. Well, do you, do you sacrifice towing ca- capability when you're going EV? That's a good question. You, not so much towing power, uh, but range is reduced more by towing with an EV than fuel economy. Sure. Of course. With a gasoline sure. product. Sure. So that's a thing that hasn't been worked out yet. But this is a half-ton pickup. If you don't tow a lot or you don't tow far, that may not come into the into the math as you try to decide to drive this vehicle. But it is incredibly refined and incredibly quick. Uh, and if you if someone didn't tell you, you probably wouldn't know it was electric, except for how quiet it is. Now, we interrupt this conversation for a demonstration, <laughs> thanks to Ben, of what the Cadillac horn used to sound like. 1956 Cadillac. Hit it, Ben. See? That, oh. It's multiple harmony. I felt like I was going to hear the Beatles. And it's there. Mm-hmm. Interesting. <laughs> I can tell you're whelmed. <laughs> I, I have the vaguest memory of multi-horn, multi, oh my gosh, multi-horn horns being more money at some point. <laughs> multi-horn and the multi-horn horns, uh, they later joined the Ides of March, I think. That's right. Uh, <laughs> we tie the whole thing together. <laughs> okay, B- back to the Ford. Uh, <laughs> Is this the Ford that also can power your house? Yes, it can. That yeah, is so cool. Properly, but it can power your house for for, for a couple of days. Um, if, if you're like a generator, right, you have yeah, the, you have the option. Really, I, I have to say the name is perfect. Lightning is a great yeah. name for it. Lightning in a bottle. Uh, yeah. While while you were at the Mama Road Rally, as I understand it, with some ninety journalists there, didn't you uh, get to choose as you've done in past years a family car of the year and luxury car of the year? And if so, what were they this year? Oh, uh, we are we are in the process of voting on those. Oh, good. So what happens at the Mama Rally, and I don't know the results, is that we pick a family car and a luxury family car, and then we will combine these votes with a car uh, with cars that we drive later in the year and announce them at the Chicago Auto Show. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. Well, um, this goes back to our texters at 312-981-7200. This guy says, uh, Tom often would talk about cars that were okay for him as a big and tall man. And apparently this guy's looking for a car that would accommodate him. What have you driven lately that you actually found comfortable? This is interesting because I can take this back to the Bolt, uh, which is incredibly roomy, and the new EUV, the crossover really? version. Uh, as you know, I'm a big guy, uh, and I fit just fine in that. But increasingly, uh, with every new generation of, of vehicle, uh, manufacturers are making them just a little bit more roomy because all Americans are getting bigger. Well, after uh, the pandemic, yes. yes. <laughs> We're yeah, all like, where exactly. did that come from? <laughs> 
Uh, well, that's good news, though, because uh, like this texture said, and I know many times when you were on the air with us, people would say, how did you get to work on that? And you would talk about some sports, a Miata mm-hmm. that you were in. How did you do that, yeah. Tom? I can't get in and out of those. So, so what else? Uh, were there some other vehicles, too, that you thought were uh, kind of cool for big and tall people? Yeah, I was surprised by one vehicle, and it, it kind of got lost. The the Toyota Corolla Cross is a new subcompact crossover from Toyota. They use the Corolla name, but it's sort of unrelated. Um, this vehicle got lost because it was introduced early in the pandemic, and, and it was hard for them to market it, and they didn't get them out to journalists. But I finally spent some time with that vehicle. Not only is it roomy for its size, it's just a likable small car, and it's very affordable. It starts under $25,000. I fit in it just fine. It's reasonably quick. It's very nicely finished in size. And it's the kind of car that just isn't making news now because it's not electric. Um, and there's just bigger news. Interesting. And anything else that uh, you came away from the rally saying, yeah, that that's newsworthy. I want to uh, share, share the wealth with yeah, people. The, the Kia EV6, that's their new electric vehicle. Mm-hmm. That's spectacularly good. It's also gorgeous. Um, it, it's mechanically similar to the Hyundai Ioniq 5, those uh, Hyundai is the parent company of both Hyundai and Kia. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it is a wonderful car. It is wonderful looking. It's a little bit expensive with all-wheel drive and top trim level, about sixty grand. But but it is very impressive. Well, Tom, as we let you drive off into your weekend, uh, anything you want to uh, put out a blatant plug for for Consumer Guide? Oh, our podcast, the Consumer Guide Car Stuff Podcast. People might know the people that introduce us on the show. Um, uh, that's available now. We just did a show uh, with the folks from Electrify America, speaking of electric oh, cars. Oh, good. Great, great. I hope you can be down here in the next 45 minutes, because I will need to ride home. <laughs> can you swing that? <laughs> I have to find a car with a horn. But yeah. <laughs> Tom, always a pleasure to talk to you. Thank you for joining us tonight. Take care, guys. You too. Thanks a lot, Tom. And you can you should check out uh, DailyDrive.com for Consumer Guide's Daily Drive. More coming up at WGN. Stay with us.